If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. We have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty1290Coil.com, and the Mighty 1290 Coil mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. It's great to be back. I was out last week. Thanks again to uh, Alan Hager filling in, doing a fantastic job uh, on the program, talking about, uh, in particular, all of these changes in uh, mergers and acquisitions in the healthcare and health insurance industry. And Monday, it continued. With a large drug company uh, purchased Teva, a large organization purchasing um, the um, generic version brand Allergen, uh, a multi-multi uh, ten, tens of billion dollar deal uh, kicking off the week. Uh, that was lots happening in healthcare. Let's take a look first here locally. We noticed that a Nebraska hospital losing its Medicare funding. Uh, however, it plans to stay open. We're talking about the uh, Winnebago, Nebraska Indian Health service hospital losing its funding is according to the sioux city journal uh, and according to them they're saying that the the hospital lost its funding on the 23rd of july it was due to cms centers for medicare medicaid services finding that the facility had put its patients in immediate jeopardy note to self don't go to the hospital in winnebago uh, this led to the death of one person earlier this year uh, may cms report cited the case of a patient who was sent home uh, from the hospital after complaining extreme back pain on December 30th, 2014, a hospital staff sent members subsequently called the patient, left them a voicemail telling them that their kidneys were failing. So <laughs> back pain turning into failed kidneys, uh, but they made no other attempt to uh, contact the patient about this condition uh, who then since died uh, the next day. So that's a large story that's happening this week. Last week um, we covered Medicaid expansion in depth and um, lo loss of Medicare status, uh, another thing that could be coming on the horizon that's challenging uh, these large rural or these rural hospitals all over the country that are just uh, don't necessarily have some of these resources that are required for them under this new normal. And speaking of Medicaid, it's happy birthday a week to uh, the Medicaid program. Uh, many people um, uh, have been involved in uh you know, administrating it, creating it, and, and now changing it uh, under the Affordable Care Act, uh, despite what some states have to say. Nevertheless, turning 50 years old this week. And so uh, we will uh, talk a little bit more Medicaid here on the program as we dive into some of these other issues uh, dominating the, he the headlines all over the place uh, as it relates to health care, the Affordable Care Act, Medicare, Medicaid, it's definitely a, uh, a fun time to be involved in, in, in these issues. Let's take a look at some of the things that are on the wires this week. It was a pretty active week, I would say, all, all things considered. Oh, that's convenient. Right as I uh, pull up my Twitter, my Internet crashes. So I will uh, look talk about the uh, first uh, story that I saw on there this week, which was 
Uh, something that kind of caught my attention, and maybe we can talk about it a little bit this week, is uh, New York Daily News talking about cell phone radiation uh, as a cause of cancer. I think it. Uh, I think you could go outside and probably take a breath of fresh air, and that could be potentially a cost uh, of cancer. But uh, and a report from Asia is starting to show that uh, to continue to be more and more the case. Um, I'm just waiting for uh, texting to uh, become a cause of, of a cancer. Uh, one of my favorite uh, basketball players, the Red Rocket. He's uh, Matt Bonner. Plays for uh, used to play for San Antonio. He was kind of a three-point specialist. And he blamed uh, the fact that his three-point percentage shooting went down this year on the fact that he got the new iPhone 6. And anybody that's uh, struggling to use theirs like I am, wish I wouldn't have switched, um, noticed that it switched up his uh, his game and he's not making as much. So it'll be interesting to see how much technology is going to uh, impact our own health. And speaking of which, interesting article that I saw this week. It's going to be our top story. Coming up next segment, we're going to take a look at the massive uh, news of a, of a mega partnership announced between CVS and um, IBM. I've talked about Watson Health before. We're going to cover it next segment, and we're going to talk to you about um, how your health care could be changing and how, while they weren't directly impacted in the Affordable Care Act, I'm talking about pharmacy and in that industry, I think you're going to start seeing them play a bigger role in health care in the future and this move, uh, this partnership that we'll talk about coming up is uh, just but one uh, step in that direction of using artificial intelligence and, and computers to uh, treat healthcare and uh, improve uh, disease. That's going to be uh, something that you're not going to want to miss. Also, we've talked uh, at length about this um, on the program, but we've visited about uh, rising um, employer costs, uh, compliance costs for employers. And uh, we've indicated here before, I think there was a billion dollars spent uh, last year in compliance costs for the Affordable Care Act, which they ended up delaying. I don't think they're going to be able to get away with delaying it again this year, but uh, these costs are, are going to continue to rise in the, in the beginning of, of next year. There, a survey recently came out, and this is in Benefits Pro, Employers Fear Rising ACA Compliance Costs. Obviously, Edie Bellis, online at edbellisinc.com, they are the sponsor of this program. Uh, they're, they're specialists in helping navigate uh, through all of those things. So if you're fearing uh, PPACA or ACA compliance costs as an employer, uh, go ahead and look them up uh, online at uh, also healthreformexplained.com. Uh, because I'm hearing that payroll companies, for example, are going to be um, assisting uh, past a certain date. That's just because uh, the the strategies necessary for coordinating all of this information for the federal government is just astounding. If you're a player that hasn't gone ahead and done your eligibility testing, what is eligibility testing, you ask? Well, you're going to have to go back if you employ part-time workers and measure them to see which ones are, are full-time over 30 hours, and then they're going to have to be eligible for coverage. That is, if you're a, an employer above uh, 50. And so a lot of them haven't done that, and they're stuck and going to have to report on, the, on this official employer report, which, by the way, the penalties doubled this year. Uh, in, in If you weren't paying attention, it was in the uh, trade legislation. Kind of odd that trade legislation uh, has a pay-for or a tax increase in there, 
Uh, but they had to, to finance it somehow, and the way that they decided to do it was doubling the penalties for employers who don't file returns or if they they get them wrong. It used to be $100 per return penalty. Now it's going to be $250 return maximum penalty of $1.5 million to uh, a penalty now of $3 million. And, um, you know, you just got to wonder, how, how does that even make sense for the economy? I mean, I, I don't think they they get it. But the problem is they were in a difficult position of paying for all of these uh, insurance changes and this expansion of Medicaid. We're finding that uh, the subsidies are, are, are costing a lot. If you look at, at the legislation, it's obvious that the subsidies are going to be um, wh- where, where it's at. And when, when you have premiums continuing to rise, the government paying a percentage for 8 out of 10 people in this country, uh, the money's going to have to come from somewhere. And uh, unfortunately... It's going to come from employers that aren't prepared. But, again, you're going to be okay if you call E.D. Bellis. You just better get on it pretty soon. Next up, we've got um, IT uh, issues. Cerner, you might have heard of them as a big uh, behemoth in the uh, health IT space. And there's people questioning this new contract that they got with the Department of Defense, a $9 billion contract, and they're, they're wondering if that's actually good, this article here in Health care IT news, but uh, this $9 billion contract uh, for their electronic health records for the Department of Intense, or Defense, might as well be Intense, um, people are wondering if it's going to be okay because uh, the systems still don't talk to each other, even after spending $30 billion uh, on these uh, these programs, and that raises a term that I'd like to uh, let people understand or help them understand, and that is the term of interoperability, a major problem in uh, health IT. We have all these fantastic systems, but they can't talk to each other. So what's the point? I mean, we've still got healthcare.gov that, that doesn't work. I mean, they spent billions of dollars for a website. I think if you took a billion dollars and put it up for a bid to anybody in Silicon Valley, like they could probably build a the freaking Starship Enterprise with that money, let alone a website. I mean, maybe they should have just given it to somebody to build a WordPress site. You know, but what do I know? But this term of inter- interoperability is something uh, continuing to challenge uh, healthcare providers as they decide uh, what, uh, if any, uh, technology solutions should they go after. Also on the wires this week, CMS healthcare spending to grow, grow. Blah. Excuse me. Healthcare spending growth to hit 5.8 percent by 2024, driven by pricey drugs. We've talked about pricey drugs, biologics, um, other things. Now that we have again uh, on my top uh, story at the beginning of this segment, talking about this massive uh, merger is extending to the pharmaceutical industry. Question is, uh, will they be able to control these pricey drugs? And as we've examined on the program before, there's a lot of people that um, are suffering from adverse consequences from these pricey drugs. So that's something to keep in mind. Finally, before our first time out, we're going to take a look at uh, CMS likely to expanding bundled payment initiatives, bundled payment uh, where they give a a set fee to figure everything out uh, for the providers. Um, and they're starting to uh, expand that to uh, looks like hip replacements and other things. So if you're on Medicare looking for a knee or a hip replacement, um, bundled payments are just the beginning. 
And we're going to also see this uh, in oncology care, which is cancer treatment. So lots to monitor, and we're going to continue to do so here on America's Healthcare Challenge. You can follow all these stories I'm talking about on the Edie Bellis Twitter page. Uh, that is at America's Canary, because they, they are the canary in the coal mine on healthcare compliance. And this program will be back right after this. Ask grinder, driver, mama says that. 